Hello and welcome back, Disruptors, to the 75th episode of the Oligarchy Disruptor podcast with your host, Bennett Leon. And of course, we have Ashley Downing with us as well. Hello, everybody. All right, guys. So today we have another amazing episode for you. Of course, we're going to be talking about uh, what's kind of the topic of the moment, of course, which is the riots in Minneapolis. And now that it's kind of spreading to other cities, we're seeing it pop up in New York and um, LA, Chicago, where we are and stuff. Uh, so it's it, this is a movement. This is now a movement gone past uh, Minneapolis. Um, and acted as a catalyst so that's really awesome about it we're also going to comment on a couple videos um and then an article article being about how the officer that killed and held his knee against um, george floyd's neck uh, it was today arrested charged um with manslaughter and murder third degree murder third degree murders which is important to mention (laughs) and we'll go into that we'll definitely go into that so uh let's go ahead and just jump in so um here we have um a really interesting footage of the riots uh wrapping in minneapolis and we'll just go ahead and watch it and it just collapsed there you go The, the building just collapsed in the midsection as well and you hear even some cheers of people, again, who are watching in awe. But as we watch that, there are no National Guards members here. There, there is no form of first responders here on the ground in this part of Minneapolis. No police officers, oh, fire, fireworks right next to us. No police officers, no firefighters, no National Guardsmen. So wherever they've been called, they, they have not been called into this area, it appears. For those of you that are listening, um, there are many police officers, may, like dozens of them, uh, all lined up across the streets, not letting the protesters advance uh, in one way or another. Um, that's what's kind of going on at this moment. It looks like a purge type of scene. Just more scenes of police, blockades, and burning buildings. I believe this is where, that's where the CNN Inc. guys got arrested. Arrested. It looks like like that area. Right? Wow. So this is just some of the damage that's kind of been going on. This is just a Domino's that's been completely burned. Uh, so this is just affecting more than just government buildings. Of course, they're uh, hitting the um, stores. Stores. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're looting them as well, which is unfortunate. But um, at the same time, I can't really, I mean, who can really stop them, you know? Yeah. Well, and it's such a, you know, I, I think about that too, because I'm such an advocate for nonviolence. Um, but 
it's such a hard comparison, right? Like how do you compare the damage that they're doing there to the damage that's done to the black community literally on a daily basis? So I don't know. I, I almost feel too privileged to say that I am not to say anything bad about the riots, you know? Yeah. Because I... who am I to say, you know? I I'm not. Uh, yeah, it's an interesting topic, though. Um, I'm, I'm interested to see uh, your logic behind that. Like, uh, do you think that um, there are, like, people who think, who might think the same way as you? And, like, what's your advice to, like, those people that, like, are in your same situation where they want to, like, join in? Like, I almost wanted to repost something about, like, your, uh, like, the white village thing. I don't know if you mentioned it the other day on Facebook. Oh, mm-hmm. Uh, so it's kind of like the same thing, but vice versa, I guess. Um, so your kind of advice and take on that? I'm just out of curiosity, you know, it came up. What, what do you mean? Advice for people who think what? Like, um, just because of, like, the, the situation that they're in and, like, like you mentioned, like, the privilege that they might uh, have uh, over the situation, uh, including like skin color or whatever. Uh, uh -huh. um, like, what do you think would be like a good thing to, to do for in their case and like the same position? Oh, yeah. well, what, sh what should non, what should white people be doing? Um, speaking out. <laughs> or is there I think like a certain way to be like, is like, is there a certain way to be or a way to react? I think that there's not really a cookie cutter way to react to any type of situation like this, but I think that no reaction is a bad reaction. And if people stand by and do nothing, um, that says more than any kind of destruction that we're seeing, you know? Um, so I think that like the, People can say what they want about how people are reacting to um, the George, George Floyd's murder, but they're not reacting just to George Floyd's murder. And that's what I think that people really need to realize. And people of privilege don't um, have, they have the luxury of not dealing with that on a regular basis, racism or you know prejudice of, of any kind really. So it's like to them, it's an inconvenience, you know, like, oh my gosh, why would you loot our grocery store? You know, like why? And then I get it, you know, like, if, you know, you're, you are harming the people who work there maybe, but because their jobs are being harmed or whatever, but like black people lose their lives on a regular basis. So not doing, not doing anything is worse than what's happening now. You know, you have to do something. I'm really glad. I'm really glad you said that. Uh, because yeah, like, uh, I think white people hold a very uh, privileged position in society and what you kind of alluded to and like uh, pushing a lot to is that using your privilege like in the right ways you know what I'm saying like take action with your privilege like mm -hmm. not only be aware of it but use it in the right way um so uh bravo ash i'm so i'm so glad i'm proud of you <laughs> all right cool so um of course i mean you're like you're taking action with this, right of, of course, yeah. So and I will be at the be at the the protests tomorrow. We're pretty excited, actually. Oh, I totally forgot. That's exciting. Uh, but yeah. So um, now we're gonna move on to this uh, topic of the police officer who, uh, of course, like you see here uh, by Fox News, was 
um, arrested and charged with third degree murder and manslaughter, uh, which was the guy who killed George Floyd and uh, kept his knee on his throat for about five minutes. Um, and the reason why I pull up a Fox News article, for those of you that are surprised to see this, uh, is because I think it's important to have different perspectives and to of see course. what other people are thinking or and saying about this. And yes, uh, not only being aware of it, but just kind of seeing like the flaws in it as well. Um, once mm -hmm. you know like the reality and the truth of the situation, of course. Um, but yeah, so uh, here we we see uh, a quote by Freeman who says. Um, we felt in our professional judgment that it was time to charge and, and we have so done it. He also mentioned that uh, this was the fastest that they've ever prosecuted, uh, not prosecuted, uh, the fastest that they've ever charged a police officer in Minnesota uh, for that. So I think that's uh, really interesting in and of itself. Uh, he says that as you can see over here, I'll kind of uh, blow it up for you guys. Um, and then he goes on to say, normally these cases take nine months to a year. We have to charge these cases very carefully because we have a difficult burden of proof. And that's just, that, that, just, that quote highlights a lot of the injustices that I feel like um, come from this type of issue is that like a lot of black people, like in that case, let's, like, let's use this specific officer, right? So he has, I believe it was 18 complaints filed about him uh, within his 19 years as a police officer. And uh, of those 18 complaints, only two of them, um, like anything came of that, any kind of like reprimand or anything like that. Mm -hmm. So that in and of itself speaks volumes so like and a good because, chunk of those were for excessive force also to mention yeah exactly but like as you can see the same person is capable and totally willing to to go much further than that mm -hmm. uh, just because of their racist ideologies or what uh, or, or whatnot um but i just think it's really important to remember that uh, about the situation that is just uh the the system itself works perfectly for the people that are um that want to remain in jail or whatever you know what i'm saying like they want those people to to not have to not get like justice it works for the fucking police basically it works for the mm -hmm. government that's what i'm trying to say i'm sorry i kind of said it in a weird way but yes uh you have something to say go ahead it's really funny that they say that in this type of a situation, yet their bur they seem to find their burden of proof very quickly when their client is African-American um, or uh, a, a person of color. You know, so <laughs> they, they seem to do a lot of different things to try to reach that burden of proof threshold, but apparently with police officers, it takes a year or so. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's also kind of interesting to note that, um, that as we see here, well, first this kind of brings up, um, another issue. So like, let's read this and then talk about that other issue. So according to the com criminal complaint against, uh, Chauvin, Floyd's autopsy showed he did not die from strangulation alone, 
but a combination of being restrained along with various underlying medical conditions, including heart disease and hypertension. So I think that's really interesting to note, and I would love to see his medical history uh, as well with that because they also said the same thing about Eric Gardner in 2014, those same, those same, mm -hmm. uh, like instances of like medical issues, but they mentioned his size. Yeah. If you notice, like, I kind of believe it for like Eric Gardner. Cause yeah, he was a big dude. Like I wouldn't doubt it if like he, he did have those issues. Like not to like, yeah, but that's not why anything, he died. Like, exactly. I, yeah. I'm not saying that's why he died either, but I think that, it's saying, no, yeah, I know. <laughs> it's saying it's not that alone, you know, like it was a combination of, of various things. But uh, they, the point is that they use these kind of uh, pretexts to kind of take out the, the heat a little bit off of the, mm -hmm. but the first autopsy showed that it was a homicide or not a, the autopsy, the coroner's uh, office said that it was uh, a homicide. Mm -hmm. So uh, I thought that was very interesting, but that, uh, like we mentioned in that one video yesterday, it just means that they were, um, he was killed at the hands of another legally. That's what, uh, yeah. Um, well, so and it also says here not, he did not die from strangulation alone. I mean, I don't think that if anybody read that about any other person that they would not <laughs> be outraged, you know, what do you mean by strangulation alone? Does it matter? He was still strangulated to death. Like literally. <laughs> oh yeah, but he had he had heart disease though, guys too. So exactly. Um, so this is a, a quote from Minnesota Governor Tim Waltz, uh, who promised swift action on Floyd, on Floyd's death, but also pleaded with protesters who have set fire to Minneapolis to stop, so the city could restore justice and order, uh, which is bullshit. They just want everything to go back to normal, status quo. Like let's line mm -hmm. it back up. Don't freak out, guys. It's all okay. Like. They want us to remain complacent, but fuck you. Uh, but this is what he goes on to say. Quote, I won't patronize you. Thank you very much. I won't patronize you as a white man about living those experiences, but I'm asking you to help us, Walt said. Help us use humane ways to get the streets to a place where we can restore the justice so that we, so that those who are expressing rage and anger and demanding justice are heard not for those who throw firebombs into businesses. So I think what's very notable <clears throat> from this part is that, and then what many conservatives and like that, that spectrum of the political like area is talking about is they're kind of pointing and highlighting the damage to businesses, to, um, the like the damage to law and order um there was a great meme that i saw earlier today it was like uh robert reich posted it it was um like a side by side like this is a protester this is a thug the the thug was um like a like a black lives matters uh black lives matter type protester or whatever and then the one to the right uh, was like a MAGA wearing like white dude with like a flannel shirt and like uh, M16 rifle and that he was labeled as a protester. So that sounds very interesting. Um, not only cliche, but true. Mm -hmm. um, and that's what's very important to know um, about this as well. But I think it's a great point to kind of move on and show the next biggest thing, which is something that happened 
um, or this video was posted earlier today. I think it happened yesterday, if I'm not mistaken, or early, very early in the morning today, uh, which is also a possibility. So let's go ahead and just watch it and then we'll comment on it after. And now give us a second, guys. We can move back to where you'd like. We can move back to where you'd like here. We are live on the air at the moment. This is the four of us. We are one team. Just put us put us back where you want us. We are getting out of your way. So just let us know. Wherever you want us, we will we will go. We are just getting out of your way when you're advancing through the intersection. So just let us know and we got you. And uh, this is a scene here playing out in Minneapolis. This is part of the advanced police presence that we saw come over the course of really minutes when the local police showed up at the fire department or with the fire department, I should say, on the building we showed you that was burning. This is among the state patrol unit that was advancing up the street, seeing and scattering the protesters at that point for people to clear the area. And so we walked away. I'm sorry? Okay. Do you mind telling me why I'm under arrest, sir? Why, why am I under arrest, sir? And just like that, there goes one. They go on to arrest them all. But it's scary. Uh -huh. This was a scene from earlier. Yeah. Because there's the dozens of cops just kind of lined up in the intersection. I noticed the target sign. Uh-huh. <laughs> now it looks like another officer is coming over to where the crew is. And how about this, guys? Uh, we were just out here reporting uh, the closure of the streets. They just, uh, Omar was just arrested. So really quick, I, I did. I know I said I was going to pause it, but the the voice you're hearing right now is actually the cameraman. So like, when do you ever hear the fucking cameraman talking? No. Right, and he sounds really scared. Uh, he's also, he also has a mask on, so it's a little, like... Oh, maybe, yeah, duh. <laughs> but he does sound kind of scared. It's a little muffled, um, but, yeah, uh, they're all gonna get arrested. That's, that's what's fucking, that's what's crazy. Uh, and it's also interesting that it hasn't, happens to be CNN of all fucking people. Uh-huh. They have to make them the martyrs, that's hilarious, but whatever. Uh, I believe they're about to, um, 
We're all about to be arrested. That's no, our producer. Uh, I'm, I'm probably going to be taken in a minute. Uh, we were just, um, like I said, just reporting on the closure. So the producer was just arrested. Yeah, guys, what, what is, why, are, why are you arresting me? We're just passing along the message, your message. Crazy. Don, you know, we're just out here doing our job as well as you all. Can you tell me what? what is, okay. uh, being arrested now. I got to put the camera down. Okay. Okay. Like these guys, I don't get it. Okay, so this is basically the end of the video. They took all four of them away. Um, they were all arrested. Uh, what goes on and happens after that is, um, this is just off the top of my head because I saw this earlier today, um, but basically the president of CNN uh, reached out uh, to the governor, I believe, and then a few other people using their resources that they have and the privileges that they have at the top uh, to pull the strings that they needed to get uh, those people released. Uh, and they had sent out a tweet uh, earlier. Let me see if I can pull it up on the spot here. Uh, they had um, commented and demanded the release. So I have it here for you guys. Uh, it says, a CNN reporter and his production team were arrested this morning in Minneapolis for doing their jobs. Despite identifying themselves a clear violation of their First Amendment rights, the authorities in Minnesota, including the governor, must release the three CNN employees immediately. So that was a tweet by the PR um, arm of CNN. But it's kind of crazy when our media is getting arrested. Yeah, but it, I mean, it happened, and yeah, it was chilling, mm -hmm. like, very chilling. Like those cops, like they clearly saw they were like they were live. They were airing it. Like the dude had the mic up there and he was talking and everything. Camera going, identification, asking him like, "Yo, where do I go?" As soon as he started hearing, uh, the, as soon as the cops started hearing things he didn't want to hear, they're like, "All right, we're arresting you." And that's something that cops can do, you know, like they can arrest you and still like. And you not actually have committed a crime. Like you can always get arrested, whether you're detained well, or not. Whether you're detained or not is different. The being detained, you can get detained. You can't get detained for any reason. They can't hold you for any reason. Uh, but they can arrest you for. I've known people that have gotten arrested for flipping people off, for flipping a cop off. But obviously, we know we can all do it. So uh, pertaining to that one video, let's kind of like oh, regress of that. For this part, I think what's really interesting to note is that 
uh, or for this video, is that well, the amount of cops that were there, one, when there was no one really there to begin with, uh, two, the, like how it kind of went down, you know, like they were explaining everything, um, completely transparent, all that kind of stuff. And what the cops did in response to that, they just decided, all right, all right we're just gonna like, like they were on them the whole time. Like the, one of the police officers had his arm around the, the reporter. Reporter, yeah. Yeah, well, he was still reporting or whatever, like, uh, like broadcasting. So uh, they weren't like, they were all over them to begin with. They were, um, I'm assuming that was like hostile from the beginning because that's just kind of what it seems like comes off as. Mm-hmm. Um, well, go ahead. Um, about the cops arresting the CNN, I think the biggest thing that sticks out to me is the fact of what I just said, that the police are arresting our media. Like they, these are the people who are supposed to be giving us the news, um, which as we all know, they don't <laughs> really get very accurate news all the time, but we, we still have that right to receive that news. And the fact that they're arresting those people is kind of um, a little uh, startling. But then I also think too that, that, that the, the area that they were in seemed like pretty secluded, which was also strange to me. Like why, if they were arresting them because they couldn't be there, why couldn't they be there? You know, like what was going on that they couldn't be there? It's not like they were, you know, say, and, and they weren't even talking to them, you know, like they were just reporting news. Um, so that was just kind of weird too. Like the whole situation was just like, why? Yeah. Um, and that's why they were released, you know, like the four of them were released yeah. uh, soon after, like the president of uh, CNN reaching out and stuff and pulling the strings. So it all worked out in the end, all good news. Well, at least for them, uh, getting released. Well, all the black people keep dying all over the country. And then we have the national protests and uh, social unrest and upheaval. So we'll see what happens in the next days or the coming days. I do not foresee this ending within the next week. Few weeks. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll see how long it goes. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say it's for sure gonna go on within the next week. I so, think it's gonna be longer. We'll see. I hope it's longer. I really I do. Hope, I hope it is too. I think it's I think it's what it's gonna need. The movement's gonna need that kind of like push for that. again guys for tuning in to this episode uh if you haven't done so already please follow us on our social media pages uh facebook instagram twitter uh you name it uh we have it uh, also <laughs> articles and uh they're on our website so go ahead and check out our blog there um and that's pretty much it. that's all i have for you guys so awesome uh, yeah definitely so thanks again guys and we will see you on the next episode